T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, I just saw this tweet from the official at B. Mitch and Finley account. It says, is Nick Sirianni a douche? Does B. Mitch sound terrible? We will ask Barstool Nate right now on B. Mitch and Finley. <laughs> Nick uh, is a douche, yes. <laughs> B. Mitch does not sound terrible. Our guy Barstool Nate joins us via the BetQL guest line. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. Nate Dog, what's going on, man? How are you, buddy? Hello, my friends. How is the West Coast? Or Southwest. I'm not sure what they call themselves out there. I don't either. It, it's definitely Southwest. It's not the coast because there's no ocean in sight. There's no ocean. But it's, the, not, it's, a, it's a mountain right outside of our house. Yeah, the, the sun's coming up. It's getting warm. Um, it's good, man. I'm curious. Uh, I, I want you to answer our first question. Is Nick Sirianni a douche? Yes. It's a complicated question, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, he's I, good. He's clearly good. He shows personality, which, you know, we, a coach shows personality. We call them a douche. A coach doesn't show personality. We say, why is this guy such a robot, blah, 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 blah. Um, I would say he's figuring it out. I think he has douche tendencies and, uh, <laughs> and certain, he has certain characteristics of a douche, but he's not 100% a douche. Now, Compared to other NFL Let's start saying coaches, tool for the record. Let's, we're all going to yeah. say tool instead of instead of the other word. Instead of the D word? God, yeah. not my America. Uh, <laughs> I, I Compared to other NFL head coaches, yeah, he, he's further along on the tool spectrum than most. But I, I, at the end of the day, you know, you like a coach with personality. He's a young guy. He's 41. He's still figuring it out. He's in the Super so I think we have to give him a pass. He cannot act how he acts if he was a bad coach on a losing team, but he has earned a little bit of a pass because he's in the Super Bowl. I, I agree with I that. I, like, I, I just think he's making everything about him. Yeah. And I can't stand coaches like now, that. Now, yeah, the, the, he could go off the deep end. There, There's always an inflection point with this type of person. Like J.J. Watt went way too far. And he became like he went from endearing to just the most annoying worst of all time. And then he circled back and he, he backpedaled and now he's good again. Sirianni could toe that line a little bit, but if he wins the Super Bowl, he's already in the Super Bowl. And if he just stays how he is, I think he's okay. But I understand what you're saying, B Mitch. There there's definitely a fine line that he's walking. Yeah. Well, I remember it that's a great kind of call with the JJ Watt thing. Because remember 
I don't know if it was a 30 for 30 or what, but, like, the, he let cameras in to work out with him, and there was that – I don't know what song it is. Fort Myers, I don't know what no, so- man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that song. To, that song. Remember, and he was, like, rapping it, for, for lack of a better word. Yeah, while and, flipping tires. Right, and it was just, like, the lamest thing ever. And, and you're so correct that – Always am. <laughs> for now, that Sirianni is in the Super Bowl, so he gets a little leeway to kind of be braggadocious. But, dude, I go back to when he just, like, out of nowhere – decided to take shots at Art Monk and Daryl Green. And that's when I made my decision. Because, dude, those are two of the classiest, most like high-road type players. And he just decided to That's why he took a shot at them. It was odd. He wouldn't take a shot at a person like me because I walked right into Philly and slapped the the living hell out of him. (laughs) Daryl and Art, well, they're not going to say a word to him, but. People know who Art probably is unaware that it even happened. Daryl, too. They don't care. But it's like he wouldn't say something about a person who would step to his face and slap the hell out of him, which I would probably do. Well, I bet he won't talk about you. Um, Nate, uh, one more on the Super Bowl. What do you make? I heard Nick Cerrone doesn't think Beamett should be in the Hall of Fame. That's something I heard him say. uh Uh-oh. And I think Nick Cerrone should kiss my, you know. (laughs) Um, I heard him say it. Mm, Nate Dog, um, let, let's get let's get to Commander's World. What do yeah. you make of seemingly them waiting for Bienemy and Bienemy saying he he hasn't interviewed for any offense coordinator positions, and right now he's only interviewed for the Colts, and that it went well. Uh, he has bigger things to plan for right now. Um, I. I don't make much of it. it. It is weird that we don't have an offensive coordinator. I appreciate them taking their time and not, you know, jumping the gun and, and waiting to interview him. But uh, I don't know. We, I, what, what, can, what can we really say about that? We, we don't have any of the details. We don't even know if he wants to come to Washington. We don't even know if he's going to take an interview in Washington. So it, it's just, I don't know. I I don't have much thoughts on it, I guess. Let's, I mean, I think the whole thing is he has to say the things he needs to say uh, and keep everybody interested just in case. I mean, ultimately, yeah. I think he's he's in a position where, look, I'm going to be head coach. And you can't say, well, I don't care about offense coordinator because then those people won't wait for you anymore. Yeah, but if, he, I, if the he head has, coach thing falls through, then he – Huh? You know – he has a game on Sunday. It's kind of important, so I, I don't blame yeah. him for you know not speaking on it. He he has bigger fish to fry. There you go. Hundred chips, Nate, for put put them on who's going to be the next offensive coordinator between the enemy, the enemy, Anthony Lynn, and then kind of the rest of the dudes: Pat Shermer, Zampezi, London, Studesville. Who, who do you think? I was going to say, it's kind of a good thing that Shermer hasn't been hired yet because we all thought that was inevitable because he's Ron's boy and, you know, he was one of those early interviews and he's been in the league forever and it's just, it would make perfect sense to hire a retread like him. I still wouldn't be shocked if he's hired, if he's the favorite. Also wouldn't shock me if yeah, some guy that we've never even heard of gets like some interview, some quarterback coach or something from – I don't know, 
throw a dart at the map. Of, um, now, that would shock the hell out of me right there, Nate. What's that? <laughs> if they hire somebody we never heard of, that would shock the hell out of me right there. Yeah, but you're yeah, saying just get an interview, right? They, Ron loves listening to the media and seeing what people are saying and then, you know, following that later. You know, he, he, it's never his idea. He goes, oh, people think that way. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll follow that guy. So, uh, that. That, that's uh, that's the thing I want to do. So <laughs> it might it, it, nothing nothing shocks me that Ron. I, I hate that I I don't hate it, but I always end up just like coming down hard on Ron and just like just ham- I I just don't like anything about how he runs, you know, coaching or player personnel or now this uh, offensive coordinator situation. I just feel he does everything backwards and everything wrong. So it, nothing really would shock me with who he hires. I maybe he was about to hire one of these retreads until he saw everybody didn't want it, and he's like, "Whoa, let's not do that." So who knows what goes through his mind? He might name himself off offensive coordinator for all we know. It's just <laughs> nothing. I would love nothing, to see that. <laughs> I mean, nothing shocks me with him. I I really cannot. I, hold on. Uh, I want to put it. I want to put it on the record. I would be shocked if he named himself offensive coordinator. <laughs> I want. I, would, I want to see that, would, Nate. I would, we would um, look at it and go, yeah, that makes sense. That, that, that makes sense to me. He just, it, Ron is a weirdo, but uh, I, I, I don't know where to put those chips. I, I just want to be happy with what the final decision is, and maybe that's why they are waiting until after the Super Bowl, which that, I think that's a very good sign, and people should be very happy that we have not hired an offensive coordinator yet. Um, I agree. I, I think they've got a, they're going to interview Biennemi next week, assuming yeah. he doesn't get the head coaching job with the Colts. There's only two head coaching jobs left, so it's Cardinals and Colts. So, uh, you know, it's kind of going to figure Cardinals itself out. And the is just – it's crazy how bad that situation has turned out to be if Kyler is as miserable to coach as everybody says that he is. Like you well, dude, thought, now he's out. He's probably out for the year, but he's definitely out until Thanksgiving. Yeah, he's out for a long time. It's still – I mean, it's still his team, though. You know, he's still the quarterback of that team when he's healthy. So, it's, you think you – know, you think the Colts is a better job than the Cardinals? B and I were debating this the other day. I, I, I'm not, I don't know that I have an answer, but I, I think it's a pretty interesting question. It's a very interesting question because if it all comes down to if Kyler is uncoachable, then anywhere is a better situation because if you can't coach your quarterback and your quarterback is Kyler, who is not the most you know uh, traditional QB and he needs coaching and the whole – He'd rather play video games than study the playbook thing, which turned out to be true. Uh, then, yeah, I think the Colts is remarkably a better head coaching stop than uh, than the Cardinals, yeah. Yeah, if you have a little kid who's yeah. your quarterback who's making $30, $40 million, yep. that has to be a tough-ass job right there. What do you think – and I wanted to ask you this also. Um, I might start with you on this, Brian. Sean Payton gets the job in Denver immediately makes it clear that he's not putting up with Russell Wilson being an alien anymore. Yep. What did you make of that, and how hard is it to follow through with that? I think when I think he's supposed to be making like $18 million a year or something like that. When the coach is making that much Sean money. Payton, yeah. Yeah, when a coach makes that amount of money, then he has the right to say and feel like he wants. Because I think what happens in this day and age, players are making so much money and coaches aren't making it. They feel like they can do whatever they want. When a coach gets the respect like Sean will be getting, I think he now is back on top. Like a, a college coach has that, that, that audacity to be able to do what they want to do. That's what Sean is now. 
Russell has to fall in line. No, you're not going to bring your damn your team in here. If you want your team to be somewhere, build them a damn uh, office building. Nate Dog, what about you, man? You think uh, Russ Wilson can be rescued? Whew. If someone can do it, I guess it's Sean Payton. I I always find it crazy to pay a coach that much, and you know, just and, and then not you. If you pay him that much, sorry that I can't speak for a second there. If you pay him that much kind of what Beamer says, anything he says goes. Like, there's there's no... I mean, but Russ is still making more money. He's making more he money, does, but, but I don't, think... You don't what, pay a coach that much to not... He's making more than any other coach has ever made, which says that, okay, that coach right there, he has authority over everything. Yeah. And I, and I think that's run, the ultimate run, thing, run, where run, you run, cannot run. allow the coach to lose that cachet. Yeah, and... I, Man, more and more, I think Pete Carroll might have known what he was doing. We'll see. We'll see how it goes in Denver, and, and maybe Sean Payton, as the, the the people side and the offensive mind, can get that thing back and cooking. I, hey, I have a question real quick. Okay. Real quick, and I think there's going to be a big topic of conversation for the next couple months. Would the Bears be crazy not to take a quarterback first overall? Yes. I think they're going to trade would- the pick. They're going to try for sure to trade the pick, and it should be tradable. I mean, especially with the Texans needing a quarterback at two. But if the Bears stay at one, can they go defensive tackle, or that just be crazy? Or go Will Anderson? I, I think the Bears, the Bears, in a position where they have a quarterback that they feel they can build, and they can they can they can get so much for that pick, and still keep moving forward. I, I really believe that. You know, Fields show what he's capable of down the stretch. And I think when, what, what they can get for the pick is going to also give them a chance to boost them uh, in the right direction. They go get a pick. Let's be real. We've all said this every year about how great quarterbacks are coming out of college. How many times have we seen the number one pick, number two, number three, whatever pick quarterback, come out and they stink up the joint? Mm-hmm. Right now they have a quarterback who they've had under their wing already. They see him making a step, and they can still get extra picks. That's the best yeah, situation I, to be in. You go, I, I, you go and just keep I that think, pick, and you can screw it up. I think number their, their top priority should be to trade the pick and accumulate more picks. But if they yeah. sit at one, I, I, I don't know what you do. If, if <laughs> Sitting at one, I think, is the biggest mistake they can make. Especially yeah. with you know the Texans needed a quarterback at two. I think it's going to be a fascinating, fascinating, fascinating next couple of months, all based around what the Bears can get and who is like the team. What they to need trade to do by. is reach I think, out. I think they need to reach out to you, JP, or whoever else, and start saying about all these teams that are trying to move up to get this pick to make the uh, Houston Texans say, "Hey, we got to move up there. We we got to make a, a trade trade with them because ultimately, oh, right now, if." Yeah. If if you don't start <laughs> discussing, if they don't get people to start thinking that someone is trying to come in front of Houston, they're gonna be screwed. What was the what was the big story you broke, Nate? Was it Adrian Peterson signing with the Skins? There was a three month. There was a span. stretch of time where you had yeah. a bunch of s- scoops. No, I had an insider in the front office, and I don't know what happened to him. I think like they drowned him in the ocean when they found out he was leaving. <laughs> but I had uh, Paul, I had Adrian Peterson before anybody, and I didn't tweet it because I was I didn't. That was the first scoop I ever got from this guy, and I was like, I don't know who this guy is, so I'm not gonna run with it. And it was right, and then he gave me is it who's it Paul Richardson, 
And yeah, Paul uh, Richardson. And who did we? Uh, Case Keenum. I, all three of those I got before anybody. And then poof, don't worry about that, Nate. I gave somebody some information, and he didn't use it either. Who me? Yeah. What? When Ron went, don't bring that word up. You could have just <laughs> shut him down right then. Oh, there. The you sur- already knew the great surgery. You knew the surgery had already happened. Um, <clears throat> Nate Dog, I don't know how we've been talking this long, and I haven't brought this up yet. We're talking with our friend Barstool Nate here on the BetQL guest line. You can check him out on Twitter and Instagram, at Barstool Nate. Read his content, at Barstool Sports. Dan Snyder's Potomac Mansion is on Zillow. And I heard that you were buying it. I'm trying. I I, I said I want to buy it. You know in uh, Forrest Gump when Forrest gets rich off Apple stock and then he buys Jenny's childhood home and then he bulldozes it? That's what I want to do to Dan Snyder's house. I think that's the only way that we can forever get rid of his stink and the Dan Snyder curse and everything bad that he's ever done to us. It's that or we sink his yacht. And I think sinking the yacht is harder to do (laughs) than bulldozing the house. Uh, Also, he lives on his yacht. So then I think there would be some sort of like murder charge mixed in, which I just don't have time for right now. So I think all we can do is we can start a GoFundMe how hard could it possibly be to raise $49 million to bulldoze Dan Sanders' house? I, everybody listening right now pitches in $1. We'll have I that guarantee you, Rivy, if you said that, that people are going to do that, I guarantee you get that in no time. <laughs> I no, promise no. You. <laughs> People will be go fund me like hell to get that done. Um, Nate, I bet in the you, house, we'll do it in it, double time. If you didn't have to pay – New York apartment rent for like two months. You could probably buy Dan's house. Brother, don't even get me started on the the hell. Sorry, I don't know if we're allowed to say that word. The, the tool that I've been going through uh, with my New York City apartment. I Worth thought you moved wise, and everything's cool now. City. What's that? I thought you moved and everything's okay now. Yeah, but I I mean, my my rent is seven times Beamish's mortgage, and Beamish has a mansion and a pool house and, you know, 50 acres of land. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's what y'all get for wanting to live in New York City. Um, yeah. Last one. It is. You got we, a, a bathroom and you got to pay like a house. We heard for a long time <laughs> that after the Super Bowl is when things are going to get moving for the sale. Uh, well, we're now you know, five days away or whatever from the Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl week. The whole NFL world is out here in Arizona. Are you still feeling quite confident this thing's getting sold? Man, I knew you were going to ask this dumb question, JP. I think you do it to trigger me. I'm almost positive that you know what you're doing and you do it to trigger me. You, it's you almost know like I'm, I'm good at say. this, Nate. I need everybody <laughs> listening to throw an egg at JP's car if he ever brings up the, the, the question of if this team is being sold or not. Hold on. How nervous are you that this is your reaction to an incredibly simple question, just that the timeline is now where it's supposed to get to? The timeline is here, Nate. They have the Super Bowl, I'm not man. doing anything wrong. We got seven more days. That's it. The team's being sold sooner than later. We will not have Dan Snyder anymore. He lives in England. He's, he's off in Hogwarts and Harry Potter world. He's, he's the bad guy. <laughs> like, that's what Dan Snyder's doing. He doesn't just he crush will not own chips. this football oh, team. Boy. By, by kickoff in September, he will not be the owner anymore. No matter how many times you open the phone lines and ask people how nervous they are about it at, at, on 
For the record, I'm the one that reported that it would be done sooner than later and that it should be done in March. So I'm going to start reporting stuff, too. I'm going to start reporting. Your grumpiness is misguided. You sound nervous. I'm, no, you're now you're Jay Williams and me. I'm not falling for any of your little tricks. <laughs> B, did you see that video yesterday of, of uh, Stephen A. and Jay Williams? No. We might have to play that for you because I'd love you your reaction it. to it. Um, oh, I, because, I'm, I will, I'm going to tune in online at 1067thefan.com and listen to B. Mitch's reaction to that video. Um, what was your reaction? I, it sounded to me that – Jay Williams said something in the break that he wouldn't say on air, and Stephen A. was calling him out on it. Uh, Jay Williams did that tactic that I hate when you go, oh, you're mad? Oh, you're emotional? Like, they're reacting to a situation. I hate that stuff. And Jay Williams did the most antagonizing, most annoying thing anyone can do. And Stephen A. Smith is the man. Like, he is... He's gone from just being, you know, just loud and yelling. And I really like Stephen A. Smith, and he's usually right about most things he's he says. He's an artist. Now. And Jay Williams was just as annoying as possible. And he goes, "Oh, so now you're triggered?" And Stephen A.'s like, "We're talking about, you know, an emotional subject. Like, yeah, I'm being passionate about it. That's kind of what we're on TV to do. So yeah, I I one billion percent agree with uh, Stephen A. There, and Jay is just. Very, very frustrating. I can't imagine trying to have a conversation about anything with someone like that. Nate Dog, we always appreciate your time. All right, Nate. Thank you, buddy. The team is being sold. Nobody listened to JP. Don't like. I'm the one reporting it. I'm the one reporting it, Nate. Nobody listened to Nate. He he pay, is, it's going to be sold in 2024. He pays four grand a month in rent. Goodbye. <laughs> um, now, when we come back, there's a couple clips. One that we both <clears> need to hear. But two that you need to hear. We need to hear from Giant Safety Julian Love talking about Nick Sirianni. And Brian Mitchell needs to hear the Stephen A. J. Williams spat. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to me, Mitchell Finley. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.